Hi, welcome to the Star Wars podcast, Boring Conversation Anyway. This is the official podcast of FlyGuy.net and DistractedByStarWars.net. That's DBSW.net. This podcast is brought to you in part by BigBadToyStore.com. Thousands of Star Wars toys, including shipping worldwide. So, good morning, sir. How are you today? Oh, you mean good afternoon on my Good part. afternoon. I keep uh, forgetting that, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... It, Going really, really well. Uh, yeah, the weather is finally cooling down a little bit in California. It starts to feel like October. Wow. See, this is the thing. For me, it's getting – it's our summertime. And, uh, well, it's coming into our summertime. So we've got this kind of uh, weird kind of uh, – summer is almost coming here. Real. Everyone else in the world, it seems, is uh, getting cold. So it's very bizarre. But um, look, I guess people obviously don't know who you are um, uh, and I am, really. So it's probably worthwhile doing a little bit of an introduction. So – um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and Distracted by Star Wars and, and what you do and stuff. Let's put that in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I live in California, uh, in Oakland, California, right across the bay from San Francisco. Um, you know, I'm pushing my mid-30s these days. Um, <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as old as Star Wars is, and uh, <laughs> I've been raised with it my entire life. Uh, played with the toys as a kid. You know, kind of went through, kind of, you know, sort of lost interest a little bit, I, I guess, during the, the quote-unquote dark times when there were no movies in the theaters <laughs> and the toys had stopped being produced. Sure. Um, but then in the late 90s or the mid-90s when they re-released the toys, uh, I happened to be at some store and saw them hanging on the shelves and it all just came flooding back. Um, yeah. And I've kind of been with it ever since then Was uh, it as far re- as the toy collecting. Was it really the Phantom Menace that kind of got right. you back into it or Power, Power of the Force? That- it was the Power of the Force, Power yeah, the Power of the Force 2 line that came out, you know, where all the action figures look like bodybuilders, um, yeah. and they had these, the articulation on them really wasn't that good, I wasn't that impressed, but it was, it was Star Wars, and it just brought back that nostalgia for me, uh, from when I was a kid and playing with the toys, and then of course, you know, I got to go see the, the 20th anniversary of Star Wars in the theater with the special editions on my 20th birthday, and so that kind of really sort of <laughs> brought everything back for me, um, you know, it, it sort of faded out again there. I was going to school and a bunch of other things and just, you know, it was busy. Uh, I still had a few of the toys at home, a couple of ad walkers and things. I was really stoked. Um, but then I think it was 2007 when they started, uh, when the toys became uh, super articulated. And yep. I picked up a clone trooper um, just because I was at the store and I saw it and it looked cool. And I opened it up and I just, I was blown away. I mean, and it's I've been, as the, my domain name appropriately states, I've been very distracted by Star Wars ever since. Yes, um, you have. I, think I, I, st- I started the DBSW site about a year and a half ago, and uh, it's, it's, it's gotten a great reception, and I have a lot of fun doing it. And, yeah, and that's how I bumped into you. Exactly, uh, so, yeah, exactly. Like so, um, two, two Star Wars uh, like mines, and um, I think like you, for me, it was, um, look, I had the, the, the toys as a kid. Um, didn't have very many of them. But then, yeah, when the resurgence, the dark times came around, uh, there was just nothing. So you jumped on anything that was Star Wars, and uh, it was pretty much um, Power of the Force eh, didn't really kind of get me. It was a little bit He-Man-ish for me and kind of too muscular, did by a Boba Fett. But uh, I think exactly like you, it was when they brought out this and really quietly brought out this super articulated clone um, at one point, I can't remember when it was, and it just blew me away. I just thought, oh my God, these figures are getting really amazing. They're really, really cool now. So, so that was the start of the uh, the downfall, and um, that was it. It just honestly, I'm surrounded by plastic in this room. It's just um, my addiction has grown like yours, and um, 
I always had Fly Guy Net around for a long, long time and, and just posted all sorts of stuff, movies and what I liked. But slowly but surely, my addiction managed to take over and it just became nothing but Star Wars. And yeah, I think when, when I ended up on Tumblr at one point, uh, I was looking around and there was a couple of Star Wars posts. And then I just remember one day this Nirvana of stumbling across you, your site. And I thought, oh, my God, this guy's completely Star Wars mad. He's just as nuts as I am. And it was just so good to see it. And I think since then, and I'm sure they've been around there, but I think just I've slowly but surely managed to find others uh, that are just as you know crazy on Star Wars as you and I. As, as we said, the whole uh, FEA kind of everything seems to be out there, you know, mm-hmm. FEA hand solo and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah. It's a particular yeah, I feel bad good. that I can't. I feel bad that I can't follow all of them, but I mean, I, I follow so many blogs and RSS and Tumblrs and things like that mm. already that I, I just I can't follow everybody. Um, so, how do you kind of get your daily news? How do you kind of what's your your average day of uh, putting together for DBSW? Um, well, typically I start off. I you know I, I you know first thing I do is I log into my dashboard and I kind of see if I've got any messages. Um, I. Uh, I have a saved tag on there because Tumblr gives you a feature of doing that. Of I have the obvious mm. one saved of Star Wars, sure. and it was actually kind of cool. It was about about six months to a to a year ago when they or when they first implemented that feature. It gives you a little number next to it that tells you how many new posts are there since the last time you looked at it. And it That's used right. to always be like you know three or four, you know, at the most. <laughs> um, and now constantly it's ten plus because the number only goes up to ten, and then it just puts exactly. a plus if it's more than that. And there's constantly 10 plus i mean even if i go away from the computer for a couple hours and come back it's 10 plus um and so i'll sift through there and if there's anything anything that catches my eye um or that i know i haven't posted before uh i'll typically reblog that mm. uh, i typically won't reblog things that don't because a lot of people on tumblr don't post credit i like to give the artists credit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah me too um, and uh, I, I treat dbsw as kind of a showcase uh, mm of things that, that, you know, kind of meets my approval, I guess. Mm, uh, definitely. Um, yeah. And from there I go to, I go to Flickr and I go to DeviantArt. I just, you know, I subscribe to a few people on, on each of those services and I'd search tags and just kind of surf around. Mm. Um, I've almost always got about 10 or 15 tabs open of things that I need to post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> there's yeah, there's never, mean, there's no shortage. There's I was going to. I was just going to say exactly the same thing. There's never a day where I think it's a quiet Star Wars day to day. There's always something out there. Um, someone's just maybe posting a ton of stuff on Flickr. If if uh, Tumblr's kind of quiet and it's just, um, yeah, never a Star Wars drought and long it lasted. Yeah, and I think I think both of us don't. You know, I mean, we'll we'll touch on headlines if something big is coming out, mm. uh, but we're never like. I mean, I don't I don't feel like I'm a news site, and I I actually sometimes like I haven't posted, I haven't posted anything about the Vanity Fair pictures that have been floating around from the making of Empire Strikes Back book mm-hmm. that just came out. I haven't posted any of that stuff yet. I mean, that I'll let it blow over a little bit, and then I'll kind of post some of my favorites and talk about what I think of the book. Yeah, sure. I'd like to go down. I'd like to go down to Barnes and Nobles and take a look at the book uh, and just kind of thumb through it. I can't afford to buy a copy of it right now. It's definitely on my Christmas list, but <laughs> I at least want to look at it before I post anything about it. I know exactly. it's beautiful though. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. I think, I think most people do that. It's uh, some of these things can be pretty expensive, but look, this probably takes us just in a kind of news uh, little section anyway. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was. Um, uh, the making of the Empire Strikes Back. If you have uh, seen or even flicked through the original one by uh, 
uh, G.W. Rinsler, the, the making of Star Wars. Did you ever get to, to see that? I've seen it at the store a couple of times and just it, I almost have to put it down because I know I just want to take it home with me and <laughs> you want to adopt it. Yeah. Buying expensive books is, is not in my budget. I wish I could, but I've already got yeah. too many other little things that work into my budget. Yeah. Um, well, that's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, the point. Yeah. But, but it, uh, I, I love going down to the bookstore. It's always, my wife is always looking for new books. And so I always end up, I skim the magazine section for a second or two and then sure. I always end up in the section where they have most of the Star Wars books, and I'll, I'll find a chair and just kind of kick back and wait for her to finish her shopping, and I'll usually got a couple <laughs> of them that I'm coming through. It's, uh, it's one that a friend of mine had, who runs a bookstore um, managed to lend me a copy of. He had a kind of promo copy of it at one point, and um, the, the original, the making of Star Wars one, and I thought, yeah, 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 I know everything about Star Wars. I've, I've immersed myself in the world. What, what, what's new that I don't know? Boy, was I wrong. It was... Um, <laughs> mind-blowing how that movie managed to get made the mm-hmm. financial problems and the issues why george lucas is not uh, in a mental mental institution today i do not know the, <laughs> seriously it gives you a whole new testament to the guy in respect from you know forget the filmmaker forget the um you know the vision and the direction and all the kind of stuff that he's came up with or the imagination mm-hmm. how he just managed to get this thing to happen is unbelievable. The mm-hmm. the pressure from Fox, the money situations. Uh, it, I mean, it does mention at one point he's a quiet guy, but I mm-hmm. think at one point it mentions how much he, he was ready to just literally uh, um, fall apart. It was uh, so kind of stressful for him. So um, yeah, great book, and that's why I'm looking forward to the one of the um, the Empire Strikes Back one because. Um, I believe, and it's only since his books came out, that there was also the same kind of uh, financial pressures. And suddenly at one point, uh, a bank just pulled out and said, well, you're on your own. And they're halfway through mm-hmm. the most successful or potential sequel. You're not waxing your legs, by the way, are you? No, no. <laughs> stripping noise. I thought the burger thought, you don't. Oh, no, I was wiping uh, my keyboard off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, just in case you're doing something with that. Uh, I have a friend. I asked. I have a friend who does bike uh, cycling, and he um, he waxes his legs. And I think, what? What? But apparently, it gives you good uh, speed resistance, and you can zoom faster. So, a bit now. I was going to make a joke about swimmers because I have a friend who's a swimmer, and every season he does the same thing. <laughs> well, hey, look, you know, he has, his, he has to do his back too. What? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, yeah, better better streamline all that fun stuff. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you're Wookiee Lake, maybe you have to before you enter the pool. But uh, but there we go. So look, anything else? What's kind of been the flavor of your um, uh, news this week? Anything kind of came up to you? I know you're saying you're not a news site, but um, anything else that's came up that you've really kind of heard about or liked or toys or anything that you've seen in the news? Um, well, as far as news and like Star Wars related items, I mean, definitely the uh, like you said, the Empire Strikes Back coming out. It looks sure. really good. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more next week if we don't do this week. Uh, the The Force Unleashed two. I mean, I haven't. I'm not a video game player, but I did. I did borrow a PlayStation two and bought that game last year when the Force Unleashed came out, just because sure. it looked so cool. And this one looks even more incredible. I mean, mm. just the the trailers for it and the posters and things. Uh, you know that. I'm not a gamer, but I'm definitely going to go over to my buddy's house who has all the systems and you know make him. <laughs> you you will let me play the Force Unleashed. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> see whether it works or not. Um, well, I'm, 
I'm it, a, it looks a little bit ridiculous, you know, as far as some of the force powers, but at the same does. time, it looks like a lot of fun. It does. Well, I'm honest. It came out on October the 12th, so just literally two or three days ago. And um, it's supposed to come out on the PlayStation Network and the Xbox 360 Marketplace. And the PlayStation mm-hmm. Network is really slow and doesn't come out. And there's a lot of people complained about the, the fact that it took two or three days extra to come out. But um, it came out and I managed to download it. Um, it's about 700 meg on the um, uh, Xbox 360 and just over a gig on the PlayStation 3. Well, so is, that the, is that the full game or is this the trial? That's just the demo. Version? That's just the demo, okay, the demo. That thing. So, yeah. um, but I guess when you're downloading that, you're getting the engine and you're getting a lot of the, um, you know, uh, half the programs there. The rest of the stuff that you'd be downloading really is just backgrounds and uh, levels mm-hmm. and stuff. So I guess it's maybe not as heavy. But um, the PlayStation version is huge. And as a friend uh, who's played, he's, he's absolutely addicted. He'd played um, through the demo five times already. And uh, he'd played it five times on each platform. And he loves the um, the PlayStation 3. I thought he was a little bit afflicted, the fact he played it five times, but he's a major gamer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's pretty slick. It's pretty slick. Um, I think like you, the Force Unleashed 2, sorry, the Force Unleashed 1, or the first version, um, was a little buggy in parts for me. But um, yeah, the... the, the... I ended up... Well, I was going to say I played it on the PlayStation Two, um, yeah, and and you know it was it, the graphics really weren't they they weren't all that they could be. It didn't get the full rendering engine that they did because mm. they built it for PlayStation Three and for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I mean, yeah, those platforms yeah, yeah. were just what this game was designed for, and so I didn't get the full experience. I was mostly in it for the story anyway. I kind of yeah, wanted to see what they were going to do with it, and uh, you know I, I read a lot of EU stuff, and I'm you know some some stuff I like. Sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I don't. Really <laughs> but that's the way it happened and this one you know i still kind of feel like yeah i don't really know if i believe that that really happened in my version of the star wars universe i guess exactly but it's definitely a fun story i mean i I enjoy it i like some of the characters i was really glad that they did it because i you know i love my juno eclipse action figures and i'd like to get a couple of the apprentice and a few other figures from the story just because they're cool figures yeah they are definitely but um, look, the demo, I think, um, the story, as you said, it's, yeah, it's kind of, you know, you, you take what you want from it. Um, the, the force powers, as you you said, is um, a little bit silly. Um, but um, look, it looks great. The, the trailers, I think we, we probably watched them as the um, the disintegrations of Stormtroopers looks just amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah it's um, just, <laughs> it's, you know, I find myself yeah. kind of in a weird, perverted way getting really excited and enjoying watching another being being fried instantly in front of me. But um, it's like, <laughs> it's obviously fictitious. But it's just, it's wow, it's just, be- I think you're admiring the design and the, the work that went into it. But, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again, these are cut scenes. They're not even really the game, but... Um, yeah, well, I, what I really liked, I mean, even when that first trailer came out for it that had all of the stormtroopers uh, trying to contain him and it got locked in the room with him and the lights went out and stuff. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, wow. The- the graphics on that look so good. I mean, people are still a little bit weird, the faces anyway. They're not quite human enough for me. But, yep. you know, another couple of years, I don't see why they couldn't do, you know, episode, know. Uh, episode seven of Star Wars. They actually have, you know, figures that look like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and stuff, you know, right after Return of the Jedi. And So true. So true. It'll probably happen if George can get his way, I guess. But uh, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, after yeah. they clone him in 30 years from now, he's going to make more movies probably. I know. Well, look, on the subject of news, because it's still fairly recent news, it is 3D. But just before we go on to the, the subject of Star yeah. Wars 3D, um, yeah. if you haven't picked it up, I just managed to see, and I've only had a, a quick flick through it in a, in a comic book store here, was um, the Force Unleashed 2 comic book. 
Oh, okay. It's very interesting. Um, it's uh, told on the sidelines of the story by Boba Fett. And, oh, interesting. Uh, so I'm going to have to now go ahead and have that one. I've, I saw it in the store, but I, I didn't have any money there, so I'll have to go back and get it. But uh, it was, um, yeah, so sidelines of the story. So it's all Starkiller, but told by Boba Fett and the outlines of it. So um, very interesting. Any, anything Fett, of course, I was all over true. But, um, yeah, one, one to pick up a few. It looks as if it's a fairly decent EU story. You know, it's not kind of um, gone a little bit nuts out there. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so... Yeah, I've downloaded the uh, the other day watching or listening to theforcecast.net. They did their little plug for audible.com. And if you sign yeah. up uh, with that, you can download one book. So I downloaded The Force Unleashed 2. Excellent. Um, I started listening to that last night. It was pretty cool. The beginning of it was very interesting. Um, and uh, and I like the – it's a really good production. The reading is really good. The guy does yeah, a good job do. on voices. And uh, there's sound effects in the background. And, you know, it was it was a fun way to fall asleep last night was listening to that. <laughs> Very good. Um, so, yeah, the, the news we, we both posted, and I saw you posted a comment, and I wanted to kind of talk about that here, was um, Star Wars in 3D. And, uh, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> about that? And I mean, I, mean if, I think initially you were a little hesitant about it. Would that be fair? Or, or what's your kind of thoughts on it? Um, well, to be perfectly honest, my first reaction was, God damn it, what the hell are you doing, George? Because, <laughs> um, I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of 3D. Um, yeah, I, I saw, you know, I saw Avatar because I had to see that in 3D just to, to see what all the hype was about. And, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 it did look cool. Um, I got kind of tired of it after a little while. Um, I'm, I'm a skinny guy and have a bony butt. And so if I have to sit in a chair for <laughs> Within an hour, I have to kind of shift sideways a little bit, back and forth every once in a while. And unless you're staring straight at the screen, you don't really, you know, it kind of gets fuzzy around the edges if you're kind of off to one side. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't like the glasses and things. And, you know, my wife who can't, can't go to 3D movies. She gets motion sick from them. Um, and uh, so I'm not – and I, I kind of see it as a little bit of a fad. And I've always heard bad things about doing it post-production um, yep. instead of actually shooting things in 3D. And so, you know, I was I was – really worried that this was, you know, George jumping on some fad to try and one up James Cameron again or something. I was, <laughs> I was really nervous about that. And, um, but oh yeah, so that was my first reaction. What, what was your first reaction? We'll come back to our second well, it, it Completely different actually. Uh, and, and I kind of think I did it in the other way from you. I think initially you were a little bit lukewarm to, and I think if I'm right, you've kind of warmed a little more to it, but my initial reaction was the other way around and, and I was kind of all over it. And I guess, uh, my initial thought was the good thing is that these movies will come back into um, the kind of mindset of so many more people. It'll really expose it even more. And anything that kind of makes, I guess, this is my addiction, obviously, is makes more Star Wars stuff, more Star Wars mm -hmm. toys, more Star Wars things, is quite a great place to be in. Um, so I guess I was excited from that point. And then I guess it sunk in. I thought... Uh oh, Jar Jar 3D. Oh boy, what are we doing here? And you know, as you as you said, the whole kind of um, retrofitting thing is maybe not the best way to go. Um, yeah. But look, I think I have a little bit of faith in. Um, there's a, a little short clip on StarWars.com of John Knoll, the um, visual effects designer, and talking about mm -hmm. what they're going to do or, or how they're they're going to approach it. I think they'll do it fairly well, and I think as time goes on. 3D is going to emerge, I believe, certainly anyway, into a more, not such a trashy way that it has been uh, of things, you know, deliberately jumping out to the screen, but just giving you that more subtle kind of viewing experience of really immersifying you more and more into the movie. 
Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a good thing. I mean, when you think of things like the the podcast race. Uh, and then you begin to think of the possibilities of, of what they could do with things like the uh, Death Star Trench Run and you know all that cool yeah, stuff in Star Wars. That Th- this is it. So we're kind of. I think everyone's initially was very hesitant. And um, did did you hear about the article that was on MTV.com? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't. I didn't hear anything from MTV. Um, it was uh, there was an article that was put on. A couple of people blogged it and uh, sent it around, but um, the Forcecast uh, chewed over it uh, this week or last week. And um, yeah, it was this really nasty kind of article from uh, MTV.com where the I think the headline was "Star Wars comes in 3D and the nerds are not happy." And I thought, mm-hmm. well, for one, I'm not a nerd. I'm a geek, but never mind. Um, I'm just kidding. But uh, they must they must have read my rant post. <laughs> Well, they just they kind of painted as a little bit uh, like uh, kind of very sad living your mum's basement kind of uh, Star Trek Trekkers or something. And I thought this is a, no offense to Star Trek Trekkers, but you know, guess what I mean? Like fanboys of any fiction movie, um, yeah. just a little bit sad and nerdy. And I thought, hold on a minute. But um, it was a very kind of ill-written piece of journalism by MTV of all people. So, um, but it caused a lot of kind of uh, people to get upset. So, um, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Like you said, I've really come around though. I mean, I, I had my initial reactions just because, like I said, I'm kind of anti 3D, and I just I think it is kind of a fad these days. And so it's you know, but as soon as as soon as I kind of had a few minutes to cool down, and I think I'd even talked to you and a few other people and heard just these different, you know, like oh yeah, yeah, it's going to come back out in theaters. <laughs> like I can go see it on the big screen again because they, you know, even if I don't want to see it in 3D, they always have a 2D version in the theater right next door. Usually, it's I mean, exactly. they're the same multiplex, and so I can always go see that. Um, and the toys, like you said, like, you know, I kind of worry every once in a while, like, oh, man, when are they going to stop making Han Solo toys or something like that? Or, you know, just, you know, when am I not going to be able to get these anymore? Well, <laughs> we're going to be able to get them through almost 2020 at this point, I can get Exactly, you. exactly. So, uh, yeah, and it's, you know, all that kind of stuff is really kind of cool. Um, you know, my nephews, I can take them to go see it on the big screen now, and I'm really excited about that. Exactly. Um, just that yeah. kind of stuff. I think um, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking at the very beginning there about um, how, how kind of, um, you know, over the last couple of years, um, you know, it, maybe we were some of, the, some of the few sites out there that were just, you know, utterly nothing but Star Wars. And there just seems to be so many now. And I think a lot of it is to, to be the fact that some of the generations that watched The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are now becoming teenagers, which mm-hmm. kind of scares me <laughs> and you begin yeah. to realize you think okay these guys are really kind of you know they're, they're kind of maturing up now and they love star wars like you and i did and and not mm-hmm. only that but they have all the technology and the uh the ability to um you know post and do all this stuff too so i think that it's growing in huge amounts of numbers so uh well, they can do it better than you and i can almost i, know, I, mean, most I of them know. grew up with it i mean i exactly. was god i was almost 20 years old in fact i was i was 20 2021 or something like that when i uh when really I bought my first computer, I mean, and these kids probably had a computer in their lap their entire time. I know. <laughs> They're born with it, you know. Born yeah, with a yeah. Wi-Fi connection. But, um, <laughs> yes, interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. Um, look, news-wise, I think that's probably uh, all I can think of. We'll talk about maybe some stuff uh, later on in the little segment of what you have on your site this week. If there's anything, uh, or, or the last couple of weeks, anything you want to talk about, artists and stuff. But just wanted right, to right. dive in and talk about... Um, figures and customizations and dioramas and i know you and i had a little bit of a, a, a back and forth this week on 
the the tip of our I shared about the hand solo and stuff and you you that said that was like, a great tip that was where did you <laughs> is it something you thought up or did you see somebody else do that somewhere or something like it was just playing around with the um I think the uh, um I guess we should explain this but so so the the, the figure that I'm talking about there's a hand, a hand solo that came out uh, I can't remember was this year last year it was the one with the they had a, a, a kind of stormtrooper outfit but it was half stormtrooper outfit so you had this removable right. chest plate and a removable helmet um mm-hmm. and it was a great figure underneath but mm-hmm. the chest plate just sucked and the helmet just sucked because he just looked silly so yeah, it immediately yeah. came off and then i sat and looked at this figure in front of me i tend to tape my figures and i sit them in front of my desktop for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and i really think is this thing really do i want to keep this thing and and his head was just so big yeah. and uh i tried playing around and yeah i took an old hand solo and uh one of the uh, uh, stormtrooper versions and swapped the head and and like you, I absolutely adore the um, what was it the vintage trilogy collection wasn't it from 07? No, I think it's actually from 04. Really? Um, oh my god, that's yeah, I know. And, you know, I had to I had to go back and find it on eBay because you know it was I was I just didn't that yeah, I wasn't buying until like 2007 or 2008. Sure. Um, and it, it's expensive because it's it was one of the first times they started doing vintage packaging again. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and so it's a, it's quite a collector's item. And there's from that line, I think there's a Luke Skywalker. That's right. Uh, and there's a princess Leia and there's a couple of others. I think they probably did a Darth Vader, but, but I don't remember exactly. Um, and I have, I mean, that's, well, I'll get to the princess Leia in a second cause it's a similar tip, but, uh, you know, those those are my favorite versions of those figures. They came out. The Luke is a little bit weird, but you know, I like the, the ball jointed hips that he has um, or the ball hinged hips that he has. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, so you, you, you took and you swapped this Han Solo in half stormtrooper disguise. You did the head swap, which is one of my favorite customizations because you don't actually have to physically alter exactly, anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Lazy tips. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, as a person who, who loves reading, you know, rebel scums forums and yak face and Imperial shipyards and all these customizations mm, and things mm. like that, I love seeing these figures that people make, but I haven't worked up the nerve to actually take an exacto knife to one of my figures yet. Me um, neither. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried a boil and pop method, um, which is where you heat up some water and you help you keep the figures in hot water for a moment or two, and you heat them up so that the the joints get loose, and you yep. can literally just pop them out. And um, um, and I I'd never seen it done. I'd heard it described, and I tried it, and I ripped some arm. I ripped the arms off of a really good Han Solo, and was really upset because that cost me <laughs> an extra ten bucks to go buy a new one. <sighs> Uh, but uh uh it did make for a funny picture uh <laughs> so you know i have that much to say but the uh was like getting out here yeah i haven't worked up the nerve to actually do it um and so you know but but that tip that you did uh i took it one step further and i took the stormtrooper belt off of him and i swapped it with the belt from uh uh the pilot han solo that came with yeah. the millennium falcon and so now as you as you brought up, I now have almost a duplicate of the, uh, that original VO, VOTC, uh, what does that stand for? It's vintage original trilogy collection. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so now I almost have a double of that, which is great because I've used, uh, my original one in so many stop motions that some of his joints are getting loose. Um, and so I was really getting nervous that I was gonna have to try and track down another one and they're going for like 20 to 30 bucks us dollars, uh, over here. Wow. 
because if, you know there aren't that many of them, and everybody who has them, they're opened or keeping them generally, sure, and, sure, sure. and the only ones that are for sale are in this you know the special protective case and all mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you can. I mean, it was the same figure, slightly different pants on him. He has brown pants instead of the the VOTC one. The one we we're talking about, the blue pants. Um, uh, the indoor version that came out, and he's much, much, much cheaper uh, on eBay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't like the head sculpt so much on him, and I don't like yeah. the, he has a really bulky chest. I mean, it, it's yes. a great figure, and it's it's definitely my number two Han Solo. It is. But it, <laughs> uh, it doesn't, uh, the chest is a little bulky for me after seeing the the, the VOTC one. You're um, right. I don't know why they changed that. It's kind of like he's got an alien chest buster in there. He's kind of, he's just, it's very kind of puffed up, whereas the other one's a lot, yeah. It's definitely the best hand, the VOTC one, without a doubt. Here's another quick little Han Solo customization tip, speaking of that indoor Han Solo. Um, Mm -hmm. So the vest comes off of that indoor Han Solo, Mm -hmm. which which works nicely. So you can then have, like, you know, a Java skiff guard. You can have a super articulated Han Solo for that version. nice. Um, I never saw that. Yeah, and and for a really easy customization, you can just do a head swap with that Han Solo and the, uh, the torture rack Han Solo. And you get a Bespin Han. Um, mm. But the other one that I like even better to try and get a Bespin Han, which, we're, of course, we're going to get one next year, I've been told, by That's Hasbro. Right. Mm. Um, but for right now, I take the that current Han Solo, the Hoth one, where he's got the long jacket that's on the vintage packaging that's currently available in stores. Yep. Um, because you can slip his jacket off and you can replace it with the Endor Han's vest. And then you kind of have a black jacketed sort of Bespin Han. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. We have uh, from from one little tip you you've you've managed to uh, morph this into three. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. I know. Well, if you want to go if you want to go one further that original Princess Leia from the BOTC line. Yeah. If you if you get her and you get the medical frigate one uh-huh. um from Empire Strikes Back that came out like a year or two ago and you do a head swap with those where you take the original Leia with the buns from A New Hope, and yep. you do the head swap with the medical frigate because they're the same bodies except for one of them has ball-jointed elbows or ball-hinged elbows. And so then you you get a full, a super-articulated version of the... Nice. Yeah, except for ankles. And and unfortunately, that, that figure doesn't have... Uh, her feet aren't big enough to do either ankle articulation or uh, holes in the bottom of her feet, so you can't put her on a peg. Um, oh, so she really? tends to fall over a lot, yeah. I've I've never uh, seen a Star Wars figure without holes in its feet actually that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, that Leia doesn't have them, um, and so every animation that I've done with her, because I usually use the pegs in the animations, because you can't typically see the feet. Um, yep. I haven't been able to use a uh, foot peg for her, so I just have these funny clamps that come in from off camera, and I just clamp onto her foot to keep her in place. Uh, otherwise, they tend to fall over mid shot, and if you're Say you've got to shoot 60 frames or something, and you get 30 frames in, and you knock over something in the shot, you're you're screwed. <laughs> Sometimes you have to stop <laughs> over. It's a real pain in the butt. I know. Well, talking about the vintage collection, one of the figures I picked up this week, and I swore I wouldn't do it, but I uh, we had a sale over here in one of the stores, and he was lying there on the peg saying, buy me, buy me. So I decided to buy him was Darth Sidious from the vintage collection. Yeah. Um, I'd always He's... look. Sorry, on you go. Oh, I said, what do you, what do you think? I, I'm um, curious about that figure. It's, yeah, uh, me too. And I think it, it's the facial sculpt that I'd seen online. I think I saw it on Rebel Scum on their uh, Hasbro kind of um, Comic-Con kind of overview or Celebration 5 overview. And uh, yeah, just the facial sculpt really didn't do it for me. And I just thought they still haven't managed to nail the ultimate Palpatine 
um, or cities, whatever you want to call them, uh, mm-hmm. from Return of the Jedi. You know, we still never seem to get a really, really good uh, Emperor uh, and yeah. desperate to yeah, get one. So, yeah, I I really put this guy in my mind, but then at 10 bucks, which is cheap for a figure over here, um, probably extortionate for you guys, but cheap over here. um, That's about the average price. Is that an average price? Okay, so for the vintage ones, for the vintage ones in the US, they're running about 10 bucks, and for the Saga Legends and Clone Wars, they're about 7.99. That's not too bad. Well, the dollars for dollars, your dollar is exactly the same as ours at the moment. So, um, yes, that's that's a a fair price. Yeah, because um, yeah, well, sometimes we, we've got stores over here we want 20 bucks for them at some time. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little expensive. So, um, But I managed yeah, to pick yeah. him up, and um, he's actually not bad. He's he's completely super articulated um, as much as he can be. And in closer inspection, I did a little video review. You can see the face, but he kind of looks like a bit of a zombie. Um, he's just yeah. got this kind of inane, I'm going to eat you kind of face. But um, if you manage to get the pose right... And I just happened when I was doing the review, and the light just struck the lightsaber, the light above the kind of uh, the, the camera, and on mm-hmm. the force lightning and, and the face. And I think if you pose it right and you have it in a certain way, it's it's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not one of the best, I have to say. Um, yeah, but um, I still want a decent emperor, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, so far, I mean, and this is just another cheap custom. Um, I took the because I've I've never liked the robes. Uh, that they give with the yeah, previous emblems. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I like, I like the arms for them, but the hoods are always kind of funny, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, me too. I heard somebody say you could use hairspray and get them to kind of do what you want them to do, but I haven't <laughs> tried that yet. But I found, somebody gave me a uh, an episode one version of uh, Darth Maul on a speeder bike, or on his little bike from Tatooine, and the robe on that one is actually really, really cool. Um, and I put that on one of my emperors. Um, and I've got – the head is still a little funky. You know, I think it's the, the Empire Strikes Back emperor. Um, and he kind of has the evil zombie face still. Yeah. Um, but it's – you know, that, that's my favorite emperor. Um, yeah. But as far as the rest of the figure goes on that new Palpatine, it's – you know, is it – is the soft goods pretty cool and yeah, the articulation nice? I think the articulation is as good as you can get, I think. He, he has a cloak, obviously, so that the cloak has made the elbows a little difficult. But, I mean, the full kind of uh, shoulder and elbow and uh, wrists and uh, waist and knees and, and even kind of ankles as well. So everything's there. It, mm-hmm. it can't move a great deal because of the cloth that it's got around it. I mean, he has a kind of skirt, a brown kind of long, typical um, Star Wars soft goods material lower half. But in the, mm-hmm. the top half he has, and it's a bit of a, a, a kind of um, new one for Hasbro. It's a kind of velvet-like. It's actually, I mean, for a three-and-a-half-inch figure, I have to remember the work and the detail that goes into this. It's it's pretty yeah. good. It's a soft kind of velvet-like pouch or coat, whatever you want to call it. And looking at the um, the visuals from the movie, it's pretty much what he's wearing. So the, yeah. they, they've tried to go for accurate rather than what looks best um, yeah. or, or a combination in between. So it's an interesting one, and it's... Um, Look, I think like you, I love the vintage collection because they're supposed to be the best of the best, and it's kind of harking back in some ways to uh, the classic stuff. But um, yeah, look, if you, it's, it's one if you manage to get it reasonably uh, low cost, I would say it's definitely worth getting, um, but not mm-hmm. one that I would pay full price for. Um, yeah, it's a little expensive. Yeah, I was thinking I might wait till later or maybe pick one up on eBay or something if I find myself with some extra cash. But exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, speaking of extra cash, I, had, I actually got to buy a figure this week too. I haven't gotten to do that in a little Yay. while. What did you buy? Yeah. Uh, I was at Target and uh, Target was having a sale this week on uh, the Saga Legends line and the Clone Wars line uh, where they were all $5 each. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. So I was, I was, you know, I convinced my wife, I was like, look, you know, I, I, I quit smoking a couple of weeks ago. You know, that was normally like five <laughs> bucks a day. Like how about, how about we spend a little extra money on and buy a star Wars toy? So she's like, all right, all right. So we went to the toy aisle and, uh, and I was having a little bit of trouble deciding, uh, target, or at least the, my, my local target, the closest one didn't, hasn't really updated yet. They don't even have way sure. two of the, the vintage line out on shelves yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they did have a pretty good collection of the saga. And I was trying to decide I was going to pick up a snow trooper mm-hmm. uh, because I'm planning to get an ad app pretty soon. And I would just I try to s- army build a little bit. I can you know, send you one of them. Those. You what? I can send you a snow trooper. I'm drowning oh, in I'd them at the moment. I was deciding between that and the Hoff Han Solo with the hood up because I have one with the hood down. I, I, I'd oh, like yeah. to get one with the hood up for a couple of scenes if they ever do the Empire Strikes Back uncut. Um, but my wife noticed the, uh, the power droid or not the power droid, the, uh, the battle droid set where you get two yeah. of them. In. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, cause the last time I did that, they were the, the cheap plastic and the legs didn't bend and they, yep. they were already yep. kind of tweaked a little bit. And, uh, and so I was, I was kind of hesitant, but then I, I got to looking at it and I said, wait a minute, you know, this, this guy looks like he has articulated ankles. Mm. Um, and I had, I hadn't read up on this figure. Um, and I was, uh, and there was also a misprint on these ones cause they're red battle droids. Um, and they did a misprint on them where the first few that they did, they have these big, uh, Bambi eyes for lack of a better term, that's right, that's right. big, but they have, they did do a running change on them and they made the eyes smaller. Um, and so my wife was helping me dig around on the shelf, which is really fun. Uh, she, uh, she found uh, another one of them with the little eyes. And so I picked that up. And if, if anybody is as hesitant to buy the battle droids because of the articulation on the ones in the past, forget it. These ones are awesome. They, um, yeah. they've got really nice shoulders and hips. You can get some really great poses out of them. Their elbows bend, their knees bend, their ankles bend. Uh, and you get two in a pack. Is, you get two in a pack. I, <laughs> I mean, know. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, if I had had some extra money there, I mean, instead of just the five bucks I was spending, I might've, you know, spent 10 bucks and got both packs, even though the others had the Bambi eyes. Yeah. Um, the only downside to it is uh, with this, all this articulation, you can fold them up and they, you know, you know, when they come out of the ship and they're all folded up and then they like open yeah. up, um, you can do that with these ones and their heads even kind of push down into the body. Um, my only complaint is that I kind of wish when you slid the neck out of the body that it clicked into place because it kind of, it wants to fall back in. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine. And so I might, I might super glue mine so that they're permanently up all the way, but mm. uh They've got little ball jointed necks, so they can kind of look up and around and sideways and things. And you can pop the heads off. So if you want to do like a cool shot where somebody just sliced off a head with a lightsaber, uh, you could do that probably. Um, but yeah, that was what I picked up. I was really really happy with that because um, not being able to buy figures that much these days, I'm really disappointed when I pick one up that I'm not totally happy with. Exactly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> should have gotten that. Exactly, but no, it's one of the ones I'd, I'd love to pick up as well. I, I'm not a huge Battle Droid fan, but when they brought out the Clone Wars version, and you know, like you, I was like, "Wow, this thing's super articulated and it can move and bend." And because the old ones were just rubbish, the ones they would fall over and they just looked terrible. But yeah. um, it's the Clone Wars articulated version has really put my kind of interest in the um, in the other ones. So um, hey, look, maybe we'll do a swap or something, and we'll, we'll uh, maybe you can, if you see some more, I'll, I'll get some online or something. But I, th- I think what, what I'm looking for as well is the tan version. I think the red version was a little, I guess it's different, but um, but I'll yeah. definitely, I'll think I'll pick one of them up because they're, um, as you said, they're they're pretty smart for, um... yeah, and it's, it's, I don't think they've ever brought them out before. I think they've only been once in a battle pack, and now this is the first time it's the super mm-hmm. articulated ones on card. So Yeah, that's the way I understand it, yeah. 
Yeah, the battle packs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm halfway tempted to, because I, I have, I think I have about a dozen battle droids now, which kind of fleshes out a diorama pretty well. Excellent. Um, but, you know, I've got, actually, I think I have four red ones now, and I think four or five uh, beige ones, and I have a couple from the original Episode One action figure series from, like, 2000. Um, and those ones were pretty good, actually. But, uh, yeah, I think I might get brave enough and kind of line them all up and spray paint them all the same color or something, like, because I have a can of beige spray paint. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're so cool at that kind of stuff. I just, I would just make such a disaster of everything. It would be such a mess. But, well, uh, I'm definitely going to take the one that's the ugliest and test it on that one first. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not just going to lay them all out and be like, "Oops, damn! I just ruined a dozen ex- battle droids." Exactly. It was funny just when you mentioned the um, I mentioned up in the uh, the emperor and uh, hairspray and the the clothes. It just reminded me for a moment of uh, robot chicken, and I don't think we've ever spoken about that. But I, I take it you've seen both of the. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen I've got a copy of both of them. So um, it just reminded me when he was getting his hair cut and the guys spraying his hair. <laughs> so, uh, such a good show. I'm so looking forward to the next one. Apparently, December the 12th. It's out. Um, it's an hour long. I've heard. It's an hour long. I know. How good yeah. is that? So yeah. more aluminum Falcon and um, such a good show. Looking really forward to that. Um, I, I, one other thing I picked up this week, and I'm going to be talking about it more in depth next week because um, I've literally just got a fresh out of the packet was, and I'm a bit of a spoiled kid. I had some money off PayPal, so I just thought I'd, I'd buy it. And uh, again, the, the States helped me get the Clone Wars Art Trooper Battle Pack. And, oh, neat. Uh, wow. They're pretty cool. They're pretty <laughs> nice. cool. We'll maybe go into depth them next week, but they're, they're um, four new clones, uh, two completely new re-sculpts. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other ones are kind of kit bashed. There's a Captain Rex in there, and he's there's not much difference from the other ones, um, apart from a new head. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, this new sculpt, if you've seen the very first season three of the Clone Wars, um, the two arc troopers that are in there. And one of the guys, I, I, put, I stuck the review up just late last night, and literally within minutes, someone had responded, uh, a guy from the UK, uh, I think his name's Boshek. And um, he even told me the names of one of these clones. Now, I have seen this name nowhere. I've checked Wikipedia. It's nowhere. So, you know, testament to these guys. It it is out there because I heard somebody else talking about it recently. I think, yeah, there was a breakdown. I think it might have been on Rebel Scum's forums or something. Okay. Okay. So uh, the guys, one of the guys' names is Bolt. So I had no idea. But uh, so, yeah, we can go into them next week. And um, I think that was it from figures for me. But uh, how have you been doing? You you said you've been doing some dioramas and customization of your Falcon and stuff, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done any dioramas or, or stop motion projects recently. I've got some ideas in the works, but yeah, I, um, I had seen uh, on, I believe it was, oh, I can't remember now. I think it might have been on Yak Face, but he's on he's on a lot of different forums. I think he's kind of predominantly on Imperial Shipyards these days, but his name is Hangar Bay ninety four. Yes, um, and I think his name is Jules. I'm not sure, um, but he does some brilliant customs. Um, uh, I really, really like his 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 work on vehicles, and he did a simple one where he he uh, weathered his Falcon. He made it look a little more movie accurate because that the big BMF. I saw that. That, that was of, yeah, yeah. That thing came out a couple of years ago, and that thing that's a brilliant toy. Like that's, I mean, it's too big. I mean, you said you had to get rid of yours because you just didn't have the room for it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I have I have made room for for mine <laughs> anywhere I possibly can, um, but it but it. As Jules had pointed out, or I'm sorry, I'll, I'll call him Hangar Bay because uh, I, I don't know if Jules is his first name uh, for sure. But uh, he, he he wondered it wasn't it wasn't weathered enough. It wasn't dirty, mm-hmm. uh, and so he uh, it was too clean to be the Falcon. You know, it didn't look like that hunk of junk <laughs> as Luke referred to um, at Hangar Bay 94. Actually, that's kind of funny. Um, 
he just he took some acrylic paint and black acrylic paint and he watered it down really really soupy you know almost almost just dirty water um and then he just took a big paintbrush and basically just slapped paint onto his falcon i mean just nice. sloppy slappy slapped it on there um did it in kind of sections and worked his way around uh if we do show notes or anything like that i'll try and find the article and link to it so other people can check it out sure um and it looked pretty simple, and I, I thought I could do this. And so I tested it on uh, – I did it to Luke's T16 Skyhopper. I had just gotten one of those recently, and uh, I tested it on that. And it gave it a really cool look. So what you do is you just slap the paint on there, let it sit for a few seconds, and then you just take a paper towel and you literally just kind of dab it off a little bit. And what it does is all of the paint, the really watered-down paint, kind of sticks down in the cracks of everything, and it gives all of the little – Every little edge and wiring and stuff that's molded into the plastic of these ships, it yeah. makes them sort of stand out and give them a little more depth and make them look a little older. And what I did with my version of the Falcon, um, I think mine's a little bit dirtier looking than, than Hangar Bay's was uh, because I let mine – I made the paint a little bit thicker. Um, it's still really, really watered down uh, acrylic paint. and But I let it sit for just a little bit longer and let it dry and then just dabbed it up and – I've only done the top half, but it's actually kind of neat to just see the top mm. half. Is a, like I, I carried it out to show it to a friend of mine. I carried it out of the garage the other day, and I was holding it so that all you can see was the bottom. And the bottom is still brand new, pristine, and clean. Um, and so he made a joke about me always carrying around my toys. Uh, he's not, <laughs> he likes Star Wars, but he doesn't have a garage full of toys like I do. <laughs> And then I set it down and I showed him what I did and his, he just, you know, he got down and he looked at it and he's like, wow, I never noticed these details on the ship before and stuff. Uh, no. because, like those little, uh, those, there's like these little holes, um, on the top of the Falcon. Um, yep. there's like four of them or something. It's not the exhaust jets, but they're just these little like maintenance holes. I think Chewie was working in one of them on Empire Strikes Back on Hoth. Mm. Um, but I really let this stuff, I just kind of poured a little bit of paint in those actually and let them sit for a while. And so those are really dark and dingy and, and, Something that I really liked about it was during the time, because I, you know, I spent six hours doing this the other day. I got pretty close and intimate with my Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, keep it clean. Keep it clean. No. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, uh, no, no. no. no the, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, what I mean is that, uh, you know, I really, because I, you know, I was painting every single little detail on that thing. And so I really kind of saw what, what it was, and where these pieces were. And you, you start to realize that it's not just a bunch of random crap. It's not, the top of it's not i mean you kind of look at like around the edge you're like oh these are all like buckles almost and like you know like big metal hinges and like you know they have to undo each of these and then they can take that part off to replace you know the hyperdrive or whatever it is um and it was really neat i mean i know you know i want to get back into drawing and things again and so the next time i go to draw a millennium falcon i'll kind of have an idea of what elements are there now because i had to i literally had to paint each one of them so i you know mm. like i said little intimate with it or whatnot you know i was up more <laughs> close to it, you know getting to know it better than just uh you know just having it in the background of a diorama or something you're you're right i think i'd, I'd seen some photographs of um hangar b84's work i think i can't remember who it was but there's been a couple of really good uh falcon models and customizations out there not of the hasbro one of, of other versions like the um i think efx came out with their uh, version you know the, the super ridiculous uh, incredibly expensive, thousands of dollars version a couple of years ago, and they'd really yep. showed how the weathering could be done. And I think that mm -hmm. also inspired other people like Hangar B and yourself to do it. And um, so I'd love to see some photo, you know, get some photographs up there. If you've, have you put them up online already of what you've done? Or no, I haven't. I haven't. I still haven't done the bottom half of it yet. Oh, and okay. I got, I got about halfway through, and I was like, wait a minute, I have the technology to do time lapse um, photography. Um, 
you know, where you can take yeah. you know six hours and condense it down to about two minutes or something like that. And so I was like, dang it, why didn't I do that for the first one? Because I personally, I love seeing stuff like that. You know, mm. when I, you know, if somebody's going to kind of show me something of how they did it, I, I love that way better than if they just kind of show me some pictures of the before and after. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so for the bottom, um, when I flip this thing over and paint the bottom of it, I'm going to set up my webcam and do a, uh, a time lapse of it. Um, and so I'll, I'll definitely be putting that up uh, somewhere and I'll, I'll mention it. You know, if I get it done before the next show, I'll mention it then uh, where it lives. Um, yeah, so I, I'll definitely try to share that with everybody because I, I love to see that stuff. And, you know, I, I'm doing this and I have the ability to share it with others. So I'm going to try and do that in the future. Exactly. Uh, no, we, we all love, I think everybody loves geeking out in Star Wars and seeing this kind of stuff. It's, um, you, you get to see the passions of everybody and what they do and, and how they do it. And, and even the conversation we had just over a little, just swapping a head on a figure and, you know, look mm-hmm. what it, look what it can do and the, the amount of um, uh, changes and customizations you, you can get into just because of one little idea. So um, if people see your Falcon, God knows what they're going to do. And uh, I might um, finally get around to customizing some of my stuff and uh, putting some weathering on them. So. Yes. yes, that would be cool. Um, look, one thing, another thing we could maybe have a quick uh, little segment on is the Clone Wars. Um, season three has started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now six episodes in. I know both of us have seen uh, certainly up to number five. Um, are we really that many in? We are. Yeah, I must admit. I was just looking at it and I thought, we're six episodes in. I think I have to say the... Look, I'll, I'll just very quickly go first, and, and then you dive in and you tell me. But the first couple were pretty damn good. Um, you know, straight into Camino, the fact that we kind of went back into time, loads of stuff mm-hmm. to talk on there. And then I think we've just kind of dived a little. We went into Jar Jar Territory, which was actually not as painful as it could be. And then mm-hmm. the last two episodes we've had a lot, I think it's going to be the last three, if you t- take episode six into consideration, is all about Mandalore. And the last one, the most recent one I think we both watched was called Supply Lines, where you and I were mm-hmm. talking about this before we started the podcast here, um, the intergalactic uh, plot of poisoning tea. <laughs> and it's just... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts? So far, season three, Clone Wars, what do you think? Um, I... So first of all, I want to say they did. I'm really impressed with the, the upgrade in the graphics this season. Uh, mm, the the water on Camino looked beautiful, and I don't know what they did to the lightsaber fights, but those lightsaber fights between uh, um, and Ventress, Ventress, yeah. Ventress, and uh, and Obi or Ventress and Anakin, and then Obi Wan versus Grievous. But just the way the lightsabers move and things are just so much better. It seems like this year, like I. I've been watching you know, canceled cable, so I've been watching them on StarWars.com. I've got to wait till Monday for them to come out, but uh, so I don't get to see them in full HD. But sure. uh, um, you know, I bought a Blu-ray player recently. I can't wait to start getting some of these on Blu-ray and watching them on my big screen because um, mm. they the, the lightsabers look really cool. And the, like you said, those first two I thought had some great action. Um, you know, I really I, I really like watching the clones. I like I like watching these guys interact a little Me bit. Too. It was kind of cool to see some familiar faces again. Because uh, I did like that episode Rookies quite a bit, and getting a little before and after of Rookies was kind of cool. Oh yeah, for sure. But like you said, it's start, the last couple episodes. I think have kind of waned a little bit. They're, um, you know, I don't think, I don't really think the Clone Wars does like political stuff and just sort of like day to day drama. It doesn't really. They don't do a good enough job for to really kind of hold my interest. I mean, and maybe it's you know I'm not a huge fan of this i guess i mean i i like the clone wars because it's kind of guilty pleasure star wars for me yeah me um, too. you know i got a little turned off on it personally like when they brought ahsoka in i mean i've grown to like her character but 
you know, it's still, it doesn't really fit in with my Star Wars universe. Kind I of. agree. I agree. And, you know, and I kind of wish they'd stick to the things I like about it. You know, I like lightsaber fights. I like good space battles. I like, um, you know, I like a good gunfight and stuff. I kind of you get the, the feeling maybe that um, uh, the last couple of episodes, anyway, the Clone Wars one's a site and the Jar Jar one, it, it seemed that the Jar Jar episode and the, um, I can't remember the exact names, and the last couple of Mandalore ones, it seemed like either a bit of a budget cut to me in some ways because they kept reusing old models. Um, now, I've watched episode six, um, and again, they're reusing that Mandalore police officer and you know, mm-hmm. now I can really see why Hasbro made that figure. I thought it was a bit obscure to make a figure, but I mean, that this guy has been seen more screen time than anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a little. They, they kept using. You know, we went back to Mandalore. We'd been there before. It almost felt like the. It, it felt too much like they were trying to do a budget episode where they maybe they got the voice actress for Satine in and said, "Look, we're going to do six episodes all in once," which is understandable. Yeah, um, yeah. But it just felt a little cheap. like that. It felt a little. Uh, I know it's an expensive show to make, but it felt a little um, budget cutish to me uh, mm-hmm. in the last couple. But look, th- th- it should be something that should pick up, I hope. But um, if not, ugh. Yeah. yeah, one thing you did say about the, the – you said about the raising models. Um, and one thing I noticed on the – the supply lines one, the, you know, the poisoning of the tea episode. Yep. Uh, you know, they kept going back and forth like – you know, Padme and Satine were sort of these investigators all of a sudden, and they're running around kind of, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And they kept switching outfits. But it was funny because they would, they were sort of switching the outfits inconsistently. Or they would be, you know, they'd be wearing what, you know, they're, they're outside running around. Padme's got her ponytail yeah, on, yeah, the yeah. brown vest. I noticed that so too. They, yeah, they go back and forth. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> did she really go spend six hours to have her hair done? Up absolutely, and absolutely. Again? Yeah, so I... You know, I just, you know, it's the show is, you know, it's doing a pretty good job of winning me over. Some of these episodes that I consider to be a little boring are sort of like, yeah. And then I see things like that and I'm like, really? Come on now, guys. But, you know, I'm just, I'm overcritical. You know, I, I am. I think so. But again, the audience that this is uh, aimed at, and it's all Star Wars fans. It's not just, uh, you know, vintage collection like us, I guess. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's. I just think I don't see many young. I, I guess the Jar Jar episode definitely does appeal to a younger audience, but the last two with Padme and you know the political and the tea plot, you know, and and the kind of Billy Goat alien was a little bit like really. I can't see many kids getting too uh, enthused about that, but um, who knows? Yeah. Never, who never knows? But um, yeah. but yes, the Clone Wars rolls on. So yeah, episode six already. So we're we're down to we're uh, less than twenty to go. So twenty four in a season or twenty three in a season, and um, yeah, so. It's weird. It's just it's coming so thick and fast, but then it's twenty minutes long. So once you yeah, take out the yeah. ad breaks, it's not a long, long thing. Anyway, um, look, that's us getting close towards an hour kind of uh, time. Anyway, um, uh, first kind of podcast that you and I have done, which has gone pretty yeah. well, I think so far. Um, I think it has actually. Yeah, I think so. We, we're definitely we're uh, we've got plenty to talk about. We're never going to be bored. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, look, we, we talked about giving some shout outs to the people that we in the podcast and other places we liked um, I mean we both like podcasts and, and I think we both like the same podcasts actually um, what yeah, was the first one the that you part. kind of got into was it was it Star Wars Action News or the Forcecast or what was the first one you came across um, 
Well, let's see. I mean, because I, I, I kept hearing people talk about him on the forums. You know, I'm not very good on forums, but I am a member on all the forums. Um, yeah, if anybody's out there listening and wants to find me, I'm on there. It's it's R2 Witco, you know, R2, like R2-D2, and then Witco is W-I-T-C-O. Um, and I'm usually out there. I'm, I'm, I'm really quiet. I, I guess what you call a lurker uh, <laughs> these days. Um, I, I read everybody's stuff, um, and I just I'm blown away by all this stuff. And I keep meaning to upload some things, but I'm a little I'm I'm shy. I'm kind of modest with that stuff. Uh, uh, but I I kept hearing people talking about the Force Cast, and so I, I I think I checked that one out. And and I like the Force Cast. Um, I really like their their investigative reports. Um, it mm. amazes me like they do. I just listened to it the other day, and they had found the name of the Ewok, um, know. you know, flying Ewok number two, and that was it was just a fun interview. That was unreal. And the fact that they had done that was great, um, you know. And they've they've done some great ones in the past, um, and some from there. I think I stumbled across uh, Star Wars action news. Yep. Um, I think Walter and Marjorie that do that, their husband and wife, and, uh, oh, Arnie. and Arnie. That's right. Um, uh, and I, I love their banter back and forth. It's really funny. I mean, the way they tease each other and. Um, and I, he's got similar interests. He's, he's one of those collectors that keeps everything in the package or he gets two of them so he can open one or something. That's true. Um, and he's a little more serious than I am. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that they're toys and, you know, open them up and play with them. I mean, otherwise they're just, you're wasting them and you're, you're keeping them from the people like us who can't get all of them. <laughs> they're missing because you've got six of them still in the package. In exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, but I like their reviews. I like that they do store reports and they they interact with the audience quite a bit. You know, they take a lot of voicemails and stuff. I keep meaning to give them a phone call one of these days. I me too. And uh, and then Arnie also does. He's part of Republic Forces Radio. Oh, and one other thing I like about uh, Star Wars Action News that I want to give a big shout out. I can't remember the guy's name at the moment, but they have a guy who does uh, Continuity Corner. Um, yes, and I. He's a genius. I love I love listening to him talk. Uh, and. Uh, it's always it's always cool to see how he goes back and researches and how all this stuff fits in with the universe and whether or not they had to retcon something or whatnot. And I think he's actually the one who runs the the next one I was bringing up, which is Republic Forces Radio, um, where they've got a sort of a panel there, and they talk about the Clone Wars, kind of like you and I did. Um, only they do almost a full hour of it. They do a breakdown of the show and everybody's opinions, and um, and those are a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I I like all the people on that show. And it was a lot of fun this summer during the off season. And they did the, they reviewed and talked about the, the old droid series from back in 1985. And uh, it was just such a flashback to hear about some of that stuff. Cause I, I hadn't seen it since, you know, Saturday mornings uh, exactly. back then. Exactly. Now, um, I think what that, about you? A couple I, others. I think the guy um, who does the, I think it's the continuity corner is Nathan P. Butler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's him. Uh, yeah, I, like I, I like it, but um, I think recently um, he, he gets very passionate. <laughs> he he oh, can yeah, get incredibly <laughs> passionate to the point I think, look, he, like, calm down, take a drink. Um, he, he just, um, yeah. So I, like, I love the fact that he researched this stuff and like absolutely his knowledge is unbelievable. Some of the guys on there, there's two of them actually that are really. Um, I think one of them does some work for Lucasfilm in, in terms of um, comics or something as well. So they're they're in there. They're they're entitled to play in the EU and do the thing, but um, yeah, sometimes the EU thing, and that's maybe a conversation you and I need to have uh, in the next podcast. There's something about EU and our thoughts on. I think we're both mm-hmm. kind of the same on just exactly where the EU sits, but some people can get incredibly. Um, precious about the Clone Wars episodes when it breaks the EU and uh, you know and uh, yeah. uh, we, may be, we, we may differ I have I have issues oh, really? every time I see uh, every time I see Mandalore it makes me a little upset 
That's not the Mandalore I know. That's not the Mandalore I know. Or it's not the Mandalore from from my imagination. Yes, we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, look, I was the same as you. I think the Forcecast came out first. I think it was just called TheForce.net way, way, way back. Um, And it was great. It was the first podcast out there. But then then that led on me to um, uh, Star Wars Action News. And yes, Arnie Carvello and his wife Marjorie, great people. Um, Marjorie's a hoot. And Arnie's a really nice guy as well. I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times on, on Twitter and back and forth and emails and stuff. But um, he has this bizarre rule of, I think it's the rule of three, he calls it. And he had to get three of every single thing, which mm-hmm. freaked me out because I can barely afford one of some of the things I like. So I, oh, I, know. I, I have, I'm waiting for the day when they go in and Marjorie always chastises him about the, the cost of things and Thank yeah. God she's there because he would just go nuts, he, you know, even yeah. more nuts. But um, he has he has a Han Solo and Carbonite, or he might have two. I I, I couldn't quite I, understand when they were talking I know, about that. I know, I know, and He's, I know uh, that those things are like two grand at least, if not I know, five. I know, but look, he wants to be this this huge collector. And um, to, the, a couple of months ago, it was a great episode when uh, he admitted he almost it was like Alcoholics Anonymous. He kind of came out with this addiction. He's like, I know I have a problem and. I'm getting rid of my rule of three, and just it was just a hilarious episode to hear him talk about how he yeah, was just. Yeah, I like that one. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. It was just a, he was getting real, basically saying, "Yep, I really don't need um, any more of you know. I've, I have 18 Obi Wan Kenobi's in the same figure in different packaging. What am I doing?" And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a realization. Again, this is something we're going to come to is we can kind of over collect on on some figures and just. You know, you just if you love something, suddenly you want multiples of it, or you know, you have to collect these things. So collecting is a whole other topic as well to discuss. But um, yeah, the, the only other one, Republic Forces, was good. I agree, that's a great little show to, to listen to some of the reviews. And the same for the Forcecast when they do the reviews of the Clone Wars episodes, always really good. The Clone mm-hmm. Wars guys, um, Forcecast, they always manage to get. Um, uh, you know, the stars from the show, as do Star Wars Action News, you know, so it's great to listen to the fact that you get, um, um, you know, the, the voice actors from the, the Clone Wars and others on the show, so they're particularly good. Yeah, that's something I really like, you know, like there was a great yeah. episode where they had, like, you know, the like, and I'm really bad with name, you know, I know Ashley who does Ahsoka. Epstein, had, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, um, oh, what is her name who does uh, Aura Singh? Um, she's actually a rather popular uh, actress. She's married to the guy who did Fanboys. Yeah. Um, um, and she's hilarious. They had her and the guy who does Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Jamie, and also Jamie does... King. Yeah, Sorry, Jamie, Jamie King. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, James Arnold and, Taylor, I think? I can't remember. Yeah, and he also does a couple others. He does Plo Kloon and stuff. And they, they had a, a show with the three of them on there. And I, I, I loved that show so much. It was It was a lot of fun just to listen to everybody talk and... You know, and like they've had, uh, oh, I can't even remember his name. God, I'm so bad with names. Um, the guy who played Wicket, uh, the little guy. Um, uh, he was also uh, Warwick Willow. Davis. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, they had him on there. And, it, you know, and that they just. Brilliant show. Yeah. Yeah. And they bring out these people's personalities and uh, and you get to hear all that. And. I mean, like I said on DBSW the other day, I've never met any celebrities, and there's a little part of me that thinks it might sort of ruin the illusion for me because you know it's not. <laughs> you know, when I'm watching the movie, it's not Harrison Ford. That's Han Solo, you yeah. know. And if I were to meet, you know, Harrison Ford now, and you know, um, you know, it, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to do that because he does. He's not going to talk like Han Solo, and he's probably going to, you know, if I ask him anything about Han Solo, he's probably going to get grumpy about it or something. I've heard he can be at times, and. You know, I don't. I don't know what that would do for me, but but hearing you know some of these people on the force cast and they get back into it, it's just a lot of fun. Exactly. 
not to ramble too much more. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Look, again, we could spend forever here. Um, that there's so many good sites out there. I mean, that was just the the podcasts we like. But there's, you know, we haven't even touched on some of the Star Wars sites we like. Some of the followers and people that we, you know, we you and I follow. So we can. Um, we shall give more love out there um, and uh, discuss more of them. But um, look, that, that's pretty much, that's just taken an hour. So for those that have been listening to this, thank you for your time and joining us on our first podcast, the official podcast of FlagEye.net and DBSW.net. So look, if you want to tell people where they can find you online and just all your little uh, places, so you can find what at, well, DBSW.net, really? Yeah, that's the best place to find me. Um, there's there's links in the if you go to the about page at the top or whatnot. There's there's links to who I am and where my other websites are. If you want to find all that, but but yeah, if you just if you want to get distracted by Star Wars, you know dbsw.net. Um, I've heard people say that they've spent a week trying to get through all the pages on it. So <laughs> I'm sorry if that happens, but you know <laughs> they're not alone. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. But, uh, and you're on Twitter is just dbsw, isn't that right? Yeah, just dbsw. DBSW. Um, yeah. And in case it's not obvious to anybody, DBSW stands for distracted by Star Wars. You know, it's just, just, I happen to be, I just, for some reason, all my domain names come out really long. And so I, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of acronyms, but it's stuck. And actually a few people have started actually calling me Deebs because of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my buddy geek leadist on Twitter. Uh, he's, he's hilarious. He's a riot. Um, and he calls me Deebs now. Uh, it started out as, uh, 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 S dub or something like that, but it, yeah, it ended up as Deebs. I don't know how, but Deebs. whatever. It's hey. fun as long as they find you and they get to see the content. That's the important thing. Yeah, and and I am Fly Guy. I am Fly Guy on FlyGuy.net, and you'll find me on Twitter like um, what here on uh, just uh, Fly Guy. So Twitter.com/slash/FlyGuy, mm-hmm. and. Um, I guess one thing we never actually mentioned was the title of this podcast. We, we deliberated for some time as to what to call this, and um, we came up with a title between us for a boring conversation anyway. So hopefully this hasn't been a boring conversation for anybody, but the uh, the idea obviously came from Star Wars Episode Four and Han Solo when he's in the detention block, and he has a bit of a boring conversation with the Stormtroopers. So um, just in case anyone wants to know, it's such a good scene. I think that sums <laughs> up a lot of the things you and I talked about. It was just, it was Han Solo. We both love that figure. We love that attitude about him. It's the Falcon. Yeah. It's, it's everything. So um, yeah. So hopefully not a boring conversation and the start of many more conversations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, so, I think it's, you know, I don't think it went badly this time, but I think it's going to get nothing but better in the future. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. There's, there's, there's nothing can go wrong when you talk uh, about good Star Wars stuff, so uh, for sure. So thanks to everybody who listened and follow us, and we'll post this on our respective sites, and we'll we'll get a um, a link put up to a, a place where the, you can find all of our podcasts in the future and other stuff. So um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on uh, Boring Conversation anyway. Cheers. Yeah, may the force be with you all. Indeed.